So you're you're playing to not backfire by having somebody in who shouldn't be in backfired and had somebody who shouldn't be in. Hello and welcome to Fantasy Football Interrupted, the show by two guys for everyone. Really, let's be honest, ladies, gentlemen, kids, everyone. We don't try. We try not to curse too much. We don't. We keep it kind of family friendly. If you've got some kids in the room, they can stay. Let's chat about some fantasy football. Introducing my co-host. J-Mac. And I'm Alex K. You've heard me all season long. And this episode is my episode, mainly because I'm heading to the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I was really about to say, maybe I should redo my intro there. And I'd be like, J-Mac. Pew, pew, pew. You know, but, (laughs) you know. Riding off your energy there, Alex, but I, I just don't have it. I just don't have it this week. Thank goodness you're Man, hosting I, this episode. I I understand that. You know, sometimes things happen. You don't you don't see it coming. You're kind of blindsided by it. Um, such is life. You know, um, for instance, like relationships. You you you're married, right? That's right. Can you uh, tell us kind of like the day you met your wife or the day you knew that she was going to be the one? Uh, I don't necessarily have that perfect moment when I realize she's the one, but okay. it, it, you know, it's one of those things that all of a sudden you just realize one day you're like, wow, this, this is the one, like you kind of have that epiphany in a way that's like a slow burn. Then all of a sudden it just kind of smacks you in the face all of a sudden we don't even realize it the most weird ways, you know? So sure. Absolutely. I mean, I think that's, that's part of the relationship uh, journey is that you never really know where that person's coming from, you shouldn't look too hard because that usually doesn't work. Sort of like a rubber band. If you pull too hard, it's going to break. For me, uh, I met my wife first year of college, and I remember like the moment I saw her, there were like doves and sparkles and glitter everywhere. And I asked her where she got it. She said, Claire's. Well done. There we go. Uh, Yes. So I didn't know she was going to. Uh, be a part of my life until I met her. You know, it was one of those things like I couldn't have planned for nope. it. I couldn't have said, oh, I'm going to be ready for her when she gets here. You know, like that's not a, the way that life goes. This isn't like a uh, teenage college movie where like that perfect girl walks through the door at the party yes. and you're like, that's the one. No, it doesn't like, it doesn't usually turn out that way. Exactly. And so my point kind of is that's kind of like fantasy football. You know, you never really know what the move is going to be or if it's the right move. You kind of have to trust your gut. Yeah, you totally do. I mean, that's, I mean, I, I kind of go by start your starters, but also don't, don't do too much tweaking. Just do what you think is right on any given week. Yeah. And, and this season there was a lot of ups and downs. Oh, there yeah. was no way you could have planned no. for all the injuries that happened. We're still in it. There's still a game tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Between injuries and COVID, they were kind of coalesced around each other and just kind of one week, one was one thing and next week, another was another thing. And week to week, yeah, man. There, there was probably maybe only two normal weeks this entire season so far. And I remember the one week when we had it, it was like, wow, no injuries. No COVID-related stuff. Uh, all the games kind of went how you thought they were. This is what 2019 felt like. Very interesting. It's, it's a weird feeling. So much like 2019, that brings us to our fantasy talk. You know, I need a vacation. So I hear golfing is good this time of year. Yeah, well, especially I, I'm looking for uh, suggestions on golf courses to hit up because, uh, yeah, my season is over. So, uh, yeah. So, I mean, I guess you're going to be getting your handicap uh, reduced. I don't. I honestly don't know how that works. So yeah. you have to explain it to me. Yeah, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to work on my handicap. I'm going to try to work on my driving. I'm going to try to work on my short game. You know, it's all, all facets of the game. You know, actually, honestly. 
I'm going to just uh, dive right on into Formula One for its final week. And that that's really where all my focus is going to be you, next Sunday. You know, for a second, I thought you were going to try to BS me and you were going to tell me that you were already working on your draft board for next year. <laughs> Let's start this over. I really did. Alex, I'm already working on my draft board. <laughs> there it is. Let's cut that together. That's, better. that's, that's much better. <laughs> Well, good. I'm glad you're in good spirits. Uh, We'll talk about uh, how the rest of your week has gone later in the show. But for now, I kind of wanted to get into our quarterback rankings. And I I would like to dish that off to you, uh, being as the next one is tight ends. And we do know how much I like those tight ends. Yeah, absolutely, Alex. I have no problem jumping in here and taking over the quarterback top five weekly rankings. So coming in at number five is my man, Ryan Tannehill, and he did everything he possibly could to help me out this week. He came out with 28.56 points. Uh, He had 389 yards with three touchdowns, did have a pick, but uh, they were playing from behind a bit in that game, so he was just trying to air it out. Unfortunately, he didn't throw it to the right receiver, but I I won't hold that against them. He did everything he still could do. So I appreciate that. So (laughs) coming in at number four is Baker Mayfield. So still riding pretty well, man. He's really coming on hot here. 28.96 points, 334 yards, four touchdowns against a good Tennessee team as well. So this wasn't them playing the Jets or something like that. So Baker Mayfield starting to look a little impressive on the waiver wire in our league, only 38% rostered in most leagues. So possible flyer to pick up for the playoffs. Coming in number three is your man. Uh, coming in with 30 points. Uh, he had 375 yards and four touchdowns. Like yeah, he had quite a game tonight against the San Francisco 49ers. Really going in hot for you right into that playoff time. Uh, coming in at number two is Matt Stafford. Holy moly, a Matt Stafford sighting. 32 points. 400 plus yards. Wow. Okay. That crazy. Who did he throw to <laughs> himself? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's right. <laughs> and then coming in at number one, having a huge bounce back week after last week, uh, coming in Derek Carr at number one with 32 points. And I believe last week he came in with something like less than a point in most leagues. So huge bounce back week for Derek Carr coming in at number one with 381 yards, three touchdowns and a rushing touchdown to boot. So that is your top five, uh, a pretty big week for all our uh, quarterbacks. If the uh, lowest at number five was at 28 points. So uh, a big week for quarterbacks. You didn't say Rogers. You didn't say Pat Mahomes. You didn't say Kyler Murray. There are a lot of names on here that I really didn't expect. Deshaun Watson's not on this list. No, I mean, look, even coming in at number seven is Taysom Hill. I mean, with 23 points above all those names that you just mentioned. So, Man, yeah, week. I wanted him. I was not able to get him in any leagues. I figured whoever the backup, whoever the backup QB is. Uh, in New Orleans always does that with that. Well, Alex, I mean, Wentz, the Wentz train, Wentz wagon is falling off the track. Oh, I dropped him before the game started. So I'm also off that uh, train as well. So feel free to go pick him up if you want him. Maybe Baker Mayfield maybe is your guy for your backup. So we'll see. Maybe. Well, Baker Mayfield, he uh, has to throw to the tight end. And that's what we're going to talk about next is the top five tight ends. Coming at number five, Roseanne's husband, Dan Arnold, uh, with 19 (laughs) points. Uh, Not really Roseanne's husband, for those of you that are super confused right now. Uh, Mike Jacecki with number four, (sighs) uh, with 19.3 points right above him. Dan Arnold was also the Arizona tight end with 0% rostered. I love it when that happens. Logan Thomas, it's a good thing I'm reading this list because probably the reason that uh, people had some bad weeks this week, Logan Thomas was, was playing, J-Mac was up against him, and part of the reason J-Mac didn't win this week, but again, we'll talk yep. about that 
I pin the blame of my loss on him. Logan Thomas having the huge week with 100% because he hadn't done that all season. No. He had like one game, I believe. Against the Pittsburgh defense, 40%. too, of all teams. Uh, for <sighs> sure. Number Coming in at number two, my number one tight end, Travis Kelsey, with 23 points. And <laughs> yeah, then okay. Derek I Carr was... You. Yes, Tight Derek end. Carr was the number one uh, quarterback. All he did all game long against the Jets was throw to this man. Number one, Darren Waller had a Waller of a day with 41 points for a tight end. That's that's like some tight ends whole season. And he did it in a day. So he won the week for me. We get we get amazed when wide receivers go off for 40 plus points. And we're talking about a tight end here. 200 yes, yards yes. and two touchdowns. I mean, that's just insane. I can't he believe just, I, was, I see why you wanted to do the tight ends this week. There, there's a reason why you oh, like yeah. the tight ends. Yes, I, I really wanted to talk about it because my day, I cleaned the garage. I got the leaves out of the gutter. I did not have to worry about fantasy football because Darren Waller started me off with 41 points to like eight points. So it was a good first game. Wow. 60 plus points from just two, your two from your tight ends, not just two players. We're not even talking like a quarterback wide receiver combo. We're talking nope. 60 plus points from just your two tight ends. That is insane. Oh. Uh, Alex, you got it. Yeah, it is insane. But I want to talk about the defensive next. If you could give us the top five defenses this week. I, I would love to, Alex. And coming in at number five, we had the Minnesota Vikings with 13 points. So we're already starting off here. Just an average week of defenses. New York Giants coming in with 13 points as well. Coming in at number three, we have Miami Dolphins with 14 points. Coming in at number two, we have the Jacksonville Jaguars with 14 points as well. And then we have the one outlier of the week, the New England Patriots coming in with 31 points on the dot. No, they're on the waiver wire in our league, and they're only rostered on 40%, 46% of the teams have that team rostered. So just uh, for, for, for one, they scored 45 to nothing. I mean, that's absurd. And this is against the guy, the, the guy you and I have been like, all hyped up on and had a man crush on in Justin Herbert. He, Herbert they just com- Herbert. They just completely demolished him this week. They had three sacks, two interceptions. They had a touchdown fumble recovery, uh, or not a fumble recovery. They just had a touchdown. So I mean, a block kick, a block kick return. Uh, I mean, uh, points all the. They hadn't gotten more than seven points since week six, though. The fact that people were like, "I'm going to pick them up and start them," is like it had it had to be a default move. No, th- there's a reason why they're only rostered on 46% of the teams uh, in the in our leagues. Yeah, I mean, but for yeah, I mean, they haven't hit double digits since week three. Week three, and they've been awful. I mean, even just two weeks ago, they had zero points against Houston of all teams. That's still a lot. I feel like that for what they were doing. Yeah, I know. Th- I know they were one of your teams that you used to. They, you rode high on them last year, so. But they're not that team this year anymore. But uh, you know, they filled, uh, pulled out a few old Belichick moves. That's what they do. That's what you can expect from the Patriots. I mean, they've they've always been a very good defense, and this year, a lot of them took that COVID uh, opted out contract to not have to deal with what we're dealing with. Are there anyone on the? Uh, the list that we have that has COVID or any sort of breaking news? Honestly, not too much this week. It was kind of a little quiet. Uh, so the Carolina Panthers uh, seem to be the biggest news. They have some good news, bad news. The uh, 
the good news is uh, Christian McCaffrey's coming back this week. He's returning to the field. So, I mean, wonderful for anybody who's an owner of him coming back in the first week of playoffs. That's exciting. The downer for the Panthers, at least, is that DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel, their top two wide receivers, have hit the COVID list. So there's a good chance they're not going to be playing this weekend. So that does affect the game plan. Obviously, these teams now are going to stack that box against CMC. So just because he's coming back with uh, the top two receivers going out, that does affect uh, maybe his out put this week so uh good news bad news in that front yeah i'm not too worried about christian mccaffrey as a whole i'm sure he'll be fine yeah i'm sure i mean obviously that line down there is still a solid line so they're still gonna love getting him back there and they still have mike davis so there's enough weapons yeah i was gonna say do they mix in mike davis is it now like a running back by committee i uh i don't i wouldn't go as far as call it a committee but i mean at this point if they don't have those two wide receivers i mean you could almost envision 20 touches almost each probably i mean there's a chance of that why not if you just pound the ball with the both of them change it up have split backs who knows um the other news that i saw that uh i guess is somewhat consequential is antonio gibson the running back for the washington football team left the game in the first quarter and he was ruled out for the rest of the game with a toe injury so that's something to monitor outside of that there's a lot of just small things here and there nothing real big injuries no no new covid outside of uh carolina panthers i haven't seen too much big news so just keep an eye on it. This COVID stuff can pop up out of the blue any day of the week. So always be prepared, Have, have especially with the playoffs now. Be prepared to name some fill-in people if something were to happen where a game gets postponed or canceled, stuff like that. Just be ready with some backups. That's my biggest uh, advice right now. Yeah, go ahead and handcuff uh, even your wide receivers if you can. Uh, agreed, agreed, yeah. Which brings us to our top five list, uh, wide receivers, which I myself will go ahead and do this one. You sit back and relax. Uh, Marvin Jones Jr. at number five with... I have a lot of time for that. Don't worry, Alex. I have a lot of time to do that now. (laughs) 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 With 21.6 points, 80% rostered, which is crazy. I feel like I drafted him and dropped him. So uh, I honestly don't remember. It was so long ago. And we're looking towards the future here, folks. Uh, Justin Jefferson at the number four spot with 22.8. Cole Beasley. I got to say, Cole Beasley has been the most underrated wide receiver that you could have had for like a flex pickup. I, I would, uh, I would definitely agree with that. Wow. Look at, I'm looking at his number. I mean, he, he dips in ups and downs, but he goes like, Oh yeah. 13, 10, 8, 12, 16, 3, 5, 22. If you're, if you're a PPR all, all, all year long, he has been the silent wide receiver, like three, two almost. Uh, so he's definitely on my radar right now with 23.5 points. Devontae Adams, normal Devonte adams number 29 points and Corey davis man the people who didn't start Corey davis uh really had to be kicking themselves uh, what a dumb move he had 32.7 points yeah like i said he was the wrong receiver on the tennessee team to be getting all those points for me this week uh but it's a bittersweet because he is uh i did start him in my dynasty league and so i did know that he had a big game i knew where all Tannehill's points went to for sure so good for him i mean that makes me happy as an outlook that maybe Corey Davis has salvaged his uh, career there in Tennessee and really maybe turned it around a bit. Uh, So I'm happy to see that on one end, just not this week. I kind of had to decide between putting in Corey Davis and DJ Chark Jr. And I went with Corey Davis. 
Uh, and I'm glad because apparently Jacksonville likes to run the ball. Uh, apparently Jacksonville doesn't know what the hell they're doing. So I just actually caught up an article right before the show that I didn't know Gardner Minshew has been uh, hurt for the past four weeks. He had a thumb injury from October. And yeah, Mike Glennon, I think. Is yeah, the that's right. And but, sure. but but yeah. Gardner. Gardner Minshew is like pleading and begging with the coach to put him in and they just won't do it. And that just has me thinking, man, Chark, I, I don't know how reliable he is without Minshew in there because those two had a pretty good connection. Yeah, he didn't do great things for me. He only had five points, but they did score runs in other places. Can you tell us about our top five running backs? Sure, Alex. I think I can do that. Coming in at number five, we have talking about Jacksonville Jaguars, James Robinson coming in with 19.8 points. He had 78 yards and a rushing touchdown. So that'll about do it for you around close to 20 points. Dalvin Cook making another top five in appearance, a little off from his uh, typical speed. Speed, but uh, 20 points here, 120 yards, looking good. Coming in at number three, uh, Jonathan Taylor of Indianapolis popping up here. I haven't seen him, I think, at all this season in the top five, coming in with 21 points. Aaron Jones doing Aaron Jones things. I uh, haven't seen him for a little bit, I don't think so, but he's playing the Philly defense. He popped off, I think, a huge... They've been splitting carries. Yeah, well, he also had a huge 71-yard run to finish close out the game, 71-yard uh, touchdown run, so he got a whole lot of points on just one single play, so that's what popped him up here into the top five. And coming in at number one, David Montgomery putting on him a valid effort with 25 points, really trying to help out those teams with him on there. Uh, you know, a slight up and down season for him, nothing real bad as far as his low uh, low points, but just not like a consistency. But when he hit on pretty strong, he was a really top back. Yeah, I have not been high on David Montgomery all year long. If anything, I like the Cordell Patterson pickup that I did like two weeks ago because he fills into that running back wide receiver role and he got a touchdown this week too, but uh, nothing real exciting. I, you see, I think David Montgomery is a really solid RB2 this season, though. Like, if you had him in your RB2 spot, you're sitting pretty well, I think. Like, he, he does what you expect out of an RB2. Really? I, I, I'll i just... All right, well, maybe I was wrong. I just... He was not on my radar all year. Yeah, I mean, just if you look at his points, I mean, week two he started, he had 20 points, then he had 6-9, then he had 15-11-9-11. He had a three-point game in there. Uh, and then he had 22 last week and 25 this week. So to me, that those are RB2 numbers where you're going to have a few off weeks that are really low, but then he hits up a good amount of like 15-plus games uh, in, in that stretch there. Good to know. I'll have to keep an eye out for him, but I've never been high on David Montgomery or, or the Chicago running game. Well, Alex, you should not be looking forward to your draft board yet. Uh, then leave that to me. Leave that to me. I, I, I'm scoping out. My, I'm scoping out my receivers and my running backs for next season already. I, I'll, I'll admit. Yes. I, let's talk about it. All right, Alex. Let's see. I ended up being. I actually have to check in one league. <laughs> the league I'm not making the playoffs in for sure, which I've been talking about. I didn't even see what I did this week. How did your how did your recap go? I lost by I lost by point one one points. <laughs> so I am zero for three to week. It's just it's just zero for three this week. It's just that kind of week. It's that uh, kind of week. All right, so let's focus on the main one: our LA locals league, the league that you and I are both in. Um, I I, I played James. We were. You know, neck and neck getting into the playoffs. He's currently riding in the four spot because he has the better record, but I have more points than him. And then there's two guys. I'm at the seventh spot. And I needed to win, and I'm in. That that was the clearest path to victory yes. uh, and my really only best chance to victory. And right now, as we speak on this Monday night after Monday Night Football, I am sitting at uh, – I am sitting at – 
126 for me and 120 uh, 126.66 for me and 126.84 for him. So I am officially eliminated from the postseason with that score. I think you had to get like 70 more points than Albie in order to That's Yeah. And so I was yeah. I was I was watching yeah. all week long. I was I was pulling for you uh as much as, you know, I, I don't have to worry about you beating me this year in the playoffs. It still is nice to like not have Albie there, uh, you know, to, to have people there uh, that you like. Gosh, what am I saying? Um, you know, like, you know, people that you enjoy being around. God, it happened again. Here we go. Um, people you actually no. like making trades with or people you like talking fantasy football with or maybe people you like having a, being on the same old chat platform with, you know, those kind of things. That's it. Yeah. All of it. You know, people who don't lose softball games for you by tipping the ball over and having a three-run home run. That's right. We will remember. We still remember. Ooh, wow. Deep burn. Deep burn. Anyway, nobody else gets that. Uh, that's just for J-Mac and I and the Gremlin softball team brought to you by LA Municipal Softball. Uh, but let's go ahead and let's talk about uh, you're out of the playoffs. In Look at us getting sponsored in that last week of the play- last week of the regular season. Love it. All right. So just... Just with this recap, uh, let's get into it. So how do, how are you doing? How was your recap for this week? And like, what's going on LA locals? And what about your other leagues? Where are you making the playoffs? All right. All right. So I'll start in one league where uh, I'll go ahead and say there's 18 people in the league. So all year long, it's been real difficult to pick up anyone. Like week nine was the first time I actually won a waiver wire bid. So I had like $150 just like sitting in my budget week in and week out. I could not win. Because people, how did you not win? What was happening? Like, what were they just bidding outrageous numbers? Forty, yes, it was like forty bucks anytime there was a bid. (laughs) I'm like seven. Can can I eight? Like the time I did like twenty one, so I was like sixty four, and I was like, I I I don't care. I don't. I'm just gonna run with my team. So it really taught me a lot as far as rolling with what you got. That's for sure. I mean. That sounds like a kind of a newbie league where they're just whoever was the hot pan that week. All of a sudden that that's the that's the league. It sounds like, oh, New England, 31 points on defense. Oh, forty five dollars. hundred percent. hundred percent. So I'm in eighth place right now. I'm in the playoffs. We started this week because there's so many people because we needed all of the weeks in order just to get th- I'm pretty sure week 18 is actually the They're hoping the for finals. that bye week. No, you, um, need, you need a yeah, COVID it's, it's, team it's, to actually get pushed out to that week 18. Sure. Yes. Yes. You know you know there's going to be you know there's going to be a game on Tuesday <laughs> that week 17. You know there is. Uh, the way this year is going. Uh, but anyway so I think I'm going to actually pull it off because I just have Dobbins and I'm up like 20 points because of Beasley tonight. So that really, really helped me. He was in my PPR league. Um, another league is uh, I was in seventh place, and I ha- I've got this on me. I had so much fun Saturday night. I went to bed at 5 a.m. and got up at 9.30 and was just like, hey, everybody, let's play some football, like thinking I'd already set I my I have the up. Discord receipts he to does. prove it. He I have the Discord it. receipts to prove I it. I was given bad advice left and right. Uh, marry your high school sweetheart. Anyway, so uh, it was it was down to this week. I was in the seventh spot, and I had to win, get more points than the sixth person, <laughs> Yeah, and I'm in. And I, I'm, like, so confident in my team. It's only a 10-person league. So that's another one of those like people are on the waiver. You're almost upset that you put in the wrong all star. So one of one of my all stars was Todd Gurley, 
and I had him in the flex spot. And this is, again, how good the league is, that Dalvin Cook is like my flex running back, and I didn't put him in. So I'm not going to make the playoffs because I got I had so much fun on Saturday. Well, Alex, I, I will – I can I can empathize with that because that's partially where what happened to me this week with I with my LA locals team against James where I, we talked about it last week ad nauseum my big thing was I needed a running back I needed a running back and there was a few on there and we and Bell did okay we went over it we went over like all the running backs out there like well nothing really sparks anything honestly I was eyeing up really one guy I was like well this is the guy I probably should really just try for and you know what. You ended up getting them. I knew that was going to happen. And the reason you ended up getting them, the reason you ended up getting them was just because I didn't even make a bid. I, I was looking at it because I was looking at Wednesday. I was like, oh, yeah, it's Wednesday. Let's do it. Oh, wait, they're not doing it. And then I had to do a whole bunch of roster uh, roster karate because I had guys on the IR who weren't on the IR anymore. And so I had to move people up. And then I had to drop somebody. So I was like, oh, this is a lot of mental overload. I don't have the time to like just think about it. I have some time. Let me do it later. Well, later rolls around and I'm like, well, oh you son of a bitch and but but like you said you didn't i only bid four dollars it wasn't it wasn't a crazy bid it was just like i could put this guy on my flex i know he's he had a good game last week i don't really trust detroit but i also have no idea if jamal williams is going to produce if todd Gurley is going to produce if miles sanders is going to produce and i know you're looking at my team like you have running backs but Adrian Peterson outscored all three of those running backs combined. Yeah, well, that was the guy, and I was kind of holding my cards close to the vest when we were talking last week. Like I was, I was going through them, but I wasn't trying to show my hand. But for sure, I for was. Sure. I you didn't, you didn't give that away. I, I, AP was the one. I was like, I, I think that's the guy I really do have to actually try to make a play for. And then, and then I just, I just spaced. And you know, you spaced. That has been Achilles' heels this season. Is that I, I just have run out of energy and focus towards the end of the week. We're in that first round of uh, waiver wires during the. Middle of the week on Wednesdays, and and I've missed out on a few players here or there where they could have made a difference. I think nothing drastic, but this was one week where yeah, that just came to bit bite me because I would have had him in there. I would have started him, like no doubt in my mind, because I had nothing else. Because like Gus Edwards, oh for sure, he was he was whoever you, yep, whoever you were picking up on the waiver wire, you're putting. In. And then if that was the case, I'd I versus the guy I put in there who had six points, I would have eleven point cushion right now. And uh, I would, you know, it still could lose because they J.K. Dobbins is going in there right now, and so he's average. They're expecting ten, but you know, at least I would have been in the I would I would have been in the lead, and by at least a semi comfortable margin, that at least this is a reasonable chance of me having victory. You have thought about this. <laughs> so what ended up happening was I was like, shit, it's Saturday, late Saturday. I'm like, I need a running back, and I had a choice between. Uh, Frank Gore was not available because he was just dropped. And then it was, um, I, I don't even remember who the top three were, but I was just like, none of these guys are appealing. And so I ended up going with, I really took a flyer. I went with Levy and Bell. I was like, okay, if Levy and Bell's ever going to take a chance and finally find his rhythm here, I'm like, maybe this is the week. And this is the week that they're going to hand on the rock and he'll score a touchdown. You know, it wasn't the worst strategy because he still got me six points, which was honestly, it's enough in the situation that I was in, but I could have done better if I was just more on top of my game. So my, my moral of the story is just stay on top. But there were other there were other people you could have put in though. You could have put you could have put in Boyd over um, Bell, right? Nope. You could have been Bo- uh, no, no. So, oh well. Yeah, okay, that was my only difference. Now the only thing that where it was like, did I maximize 
there is a spot where it was could have been Pittman over Boyd over Pittman. Boyd was on my bench, but honestly, I, I'm okay with that decision. I don't feel bad about that call because it was really a Pittman was in there. The decision was between Boyd and Sterling Sharp originally when we were talking. And then Akayu came off the bench or I came off the IR. So then I was like, well, that, that I'm just going to go with that. I'm right. Like I said, start my starters. So what, what kind of beer do I need to buy you to get you to drop coup so that I can pick him up off the waiver wire for the playoffs? I'm just asking. I have so much money in fab. I'll spend every last bit to pick up coup just as a story. Oh God, man. Do you want to just to be like, really have like me burn down the league? Do you really want the league to just just instantly? I'm just saying, if you did It'll it. spontaneously combust. Do you understand? I did this on the inverse one season where I think I didn't realize. I think I was still playing for some sort of seating or positioning somewhere. I don't know. And I decided to pick up somebody because I had a bunch of fab money. And man, Sam was not happy about that. He was not happy about that. That's right. That's right. Oh, yeah. That's right. I remember that. Albie, did, Albie used to do that, too. Um. So to finish off my uh, update, I needed 30 points and to win in order to get my first round by, which we know I always play for. That's generally my goal is to get first or second. Um, The side effect is you're in the playoffs. Most people shoot for the playoffs. I shoot for first or second. So I was in third. And I had to offer you. (laughs) So anyway, I I had I had to get 30 points and it was against Tyler, who was the first place person. Not only did I beat him, I got the most points out of everybody. I beat him by 80 points. So I took my second place spot uh, very handedly. I mean, two of my two of my tight ends scored 65 points. There's nothing like more points than he has. Total. And when I talked to you about this too, I said he was starting to show weakness. His past few weeks have not been strong, and it looks like he's going to max out at 63 points. You're yes. you, yes. you wait 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 wait. Yes. All right, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yes, my two tight ends. <laughs> I could have started nobody Your else. Two tight ends look like they either are going to be within a point of or possibly have beat the final total of the player the the first place person that you just played in this week that is unreal you have to make a video and post it i know we don't do facebook anymore you and me but you have to make a video and post that and do something cuz that is that is bragworthy man you got to you got I'll, I'll wait till the season is over but i absolutely will bring that back wow. up wow that's insane. I may make a t-shirt. I'll make a t-shirt out of it. My two tight ends almost beat your whole team. <laughs> yes, that's a great t-shirt. That's a good fantasy football. I love t-shirt. it. All right, we All, all right. right. That that's amazing. Congrats to you. I'm glad one person uh one part of this uh podcasting team is heading to the playoffs so we can still have something to look forward to to talk about next week. That is kind of how I view it. If if one of us doesn't make it, the other one's still kind of in it and we can kind of help that person out and it's it's difficult. I get the fatigue and that, you know, we talked about that was the last week if you didn't make it in the playoffs, but it's, you still seem like you're in good spirits. Yeah. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm over three. I'm, I'm not in the playoffs at all in any of my leagues. I've talked about my dynasty strategy, how I kind of got mad at the league and sort of just tried to, you know, give them the middle finger and just kind of, uh, you know, sharpen up my uh, positioning for next year a little bit because I still have a solid team. 
I'm okay. Honestly, this was the fun one this year. This this league was still the fun one, even though I know we had our struggles too with, you know, we, we didn't feel quite the same vibe as we typically have, which I probably imagine a lot of teams, a lot of leagues are feeling that. But with that said, it was still fun. I had fun with you talking this out every week. It kept me engaged with it every week. I will say that for sure this season, podcast wise, it had a little extra oomph to it that I don't think we that spark that sort of missing uh, legume that wasn't there before. Yeah. So that's why I'm still having fun with it. And even though like I did everything, I did as best I could this season with the players that I had in my draft strategy. And I really had to change and shift around. And we, we talked about that and we can review that maybe in a season recap, but I I made some moves. I I also, you know, and I tried to do my best to keep it in there. And then I kind of stayed pat for a little while and it really, I was riding that pretty strong. Bad move here, a lucky move there, kind of kept me balanced out. Just overall, honestly, this it, my real life affected a bit. I was like, I got a toddler running around. I just have a lot going on. Everybody, I think, you know, with the pandemic, all kinds of stuff, you know, I think I just, my focus wasn't completely on it as much as I wish it was in those waning weeks and those, tr- you know, those middle weeks, you know, and even in lead into this last one, but you know what? It's okay. You know, it, it was still a lot of fun. It added a little something extra to each week to have this going on. So I I'm not super disappointed. I, I don't know why I, I'm, I still had fun and at least I wasn't in the bottom part. Like always contending for a playoffs. I'm disappointed I'm not in the playoffs. I enjoy at least getting to the playoffs. And from there, I let the chips fall where they may. I'm definitely disappointed. Uh, but I, I couldn't have asked for at least, at least I had fun going into that last week. And I was close. I, I didn't get blown out. This is the one time I'll take a close loss because, you know, at least I'm in it till Monday night, you know, checking my stats and checking the scores. And that that's fun to me. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Um, We've, we've learned a lot, like Baker Mayfield coming on strong towards the end. If you want to pick up a quarterback, he's somebody that I would say uh, for the people out there. Uh, actually, strategy moving forward for the people still in the playoffs who, like myself, are in that first round bye, you need to keep on the waiver wire is kind of my point uh, that I was getting to, is, is don't get leth- lethargic, you know, just because you're not against anybody. I agree with that 100% because that – that that's what happened to me. I, I got lethargic there. Like I should have just been like, no man, th- if I was so serious about it, stay on top of the waiver wire. That's one of my biggest takeaways so far this season is that I started on pretty strong with the waiver wire. I got timid because I made a few not great moves and then it was okay. And I, I don't mind also not just every week doing something, but I wasn't as aggressive in the later weeks and especially coming down the stretch there, get more aggressive. And that's where I see you came in. You 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 really turned it on, I think, halfway towards the end of the season there. Really got aggressive with your waiver wire strategy. Uh, you know, I was real slow to pick up. I was a slow start. Um, I lost the first two games, maybe even three. I, I was like... 0-11 when we started this this year. So you, all your leagues, yeah, you were in the biggest hole I've ever seen almost anybody, and let alone you of all people to be in that kind of hole. Ever. Ever. Let alone 100%. Um, so I got my, my stuff together. I started paying attention to the waiver wire, which is what I'm going to talk about now, and, and, and sort of made sure that I was picking up defenses from week in and week out, like, you could pick up Carolina for next week or San Francisco would be a good one. Um, actually, if you want to do some sneaky running backs, if you're still in it, Tony Pollard or Ty Johnson. Those are two little backup uh, running backs that could get you some flex spots. And then quarterback was Baker Mayfield and I guess the red rifle, 
for the Cowboys right now, Andy Dalton, but I'm not too confident. Yeah, that, that's just really, if you're struggling or you're just really insecure with having just one quarterback going into the playoffs that you don't, you know, you know, you don't want to be going into the championship game and your quarterback's hurt or something like that. So I agree. Those all sound like great, great strategies. And I also would maybe mention something that you've talked about before. Just we were talking about last week, week before uh, being defensive about some of your waiver wire pickups so that maybe somebody else doesn't get somebody. You know, I, I had that. That was one of the first things that came to my mind when I saw that Logan Thomas had 20 points. I'm like, man, only if I did something to somehow block James from getting that guy, because he's always on the waiver wire on and off. And it's, it's just one of those things that came to my mind. So I just think that sometimes maybe now at this point, you maybe have some fab left or maybe somehow you get a good waiver wire slot. Just maybe even look, if you don't need anybody necessarily, if you can have that flexibility to pick somebody up just to block somebody yes. else, that's also, I think, a strong strategy going into these first weeks of the playoffs. That's great. Great strategy. Um, who do you think is going to win it all? Who do you think are the, the people in the finals? How about that? Not who's going to win it, but who are the one and two in the finals? If you had to make your bold prediction, I just threw this at him out of the blue. He didn't, it wasn't in the notes. He has no idea. I've given him a second by still talking, but by now he should have come up with an answer. How, who are the first two? People? I would say you and I, I'm going to say you and Bill are, are the ones yeah. that I would say. All right. I, I think Bill, I, I can honestly go through the whole list and it, uh, it's like Bill just seems like he has a solid team in and out that maybe had a bad, you know, caught a bad team here or there and didn't necessarily lose because of his team. Like he just caught somebody who's on fire even more than him one week. Uh, I think Tyler's team's done. I think um, I, Frankie is the only other one, but I, I you know what? I feel like that's going to burn out at some point. That's just, I just. I, I don't know, but we've been saying that all year. So it's, it's one of those things. And James just, he's always steady now Play at this pool. time of year. So you just got to watch it. It's more, more he'll, he'll, I shouldn't say that James can have a huge week time to time, but he, he won last year. He's the reigning champion, right? Yeah. He, and he beat, I mean, the year he won the championship game. He had just a huge dominant week, like every player maxed out on his team. So it can happen, but yeah, 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 come on. Yeah, he actually, yeah. he was texting. We were texting a little bit about this week. We were both pumped about it. But, uh, you know, look, I'll, I'll say you and Bill. That That's where I'll put my chips in. You and Bill would be in the championship. So where do you yeah. think? Do you have a feel for who you? Yeah, I think it's Frankie and Albie. I think they're the two no that way. make it to the finals. I think Albie's the Cinderella story. And it's his first year. It's his first year in, like, what, seven years? Of being in the. We've been in this league I'll go back and I'll look, but I think it was like 2012. Like this may be, it might've been the first year. It might've been, he might've been in the playoffs and that was, and he wasn't in it. He wasn't in it the very first year. And then he got put in the second year. So anyway, that's not important for everyone listening. Um, feel free to email us if you have any questions. John, do you have anything else that we missed? Maybe that I skipped over too quickly. I don't think so, man. You covered it, especially in your strategy for anybody going in into the playoffs. I think all of those are great points. So uh, Godspeed. Good luck in the playoffs, Alex. I'll, I'll, I'll be rooting for uh, the fellow co-host going forward here. Maybe maybe help me out a little bit. If you notice that I've got you know Todd Gurley on my flex and Dalvin Cooks on my bench, reach out to me like I used to do for you years I, I ago. I think I can do that. That that is that'll be my olive branch for my co-host partner. I'll just 
I don't have a roster to look at this week. I'll take a look at your roster. I appreciate that. And uh, I'll let you know if I, I see any red flags. So, all right, everybody, uh, good luck in everybody's playoffs. You made the playoffs. If you didn't make the playoffs, uh, there's always next year. Just start going right into your draft board and figuring out a new strategy. I've already taken a few peeks at some things. I've already looked at the the overall so far just to get an idea of what I'm eyeing up so far next year. So I've already got the wheels turning. All right, Alex, where can everybody uh, reach you at? That's right. You can find me at Alex Laughs on TikTok, or you can find us on Instagram at Fantasy Football Wins. What about you? All right, you can reach me at Jay Stravs, and maybe I'll do some uh, caller commentary this weekend uh, since I don't have to be focusing on my roster as much. All right, Alex, uh, I got nothing else. That's it. Uh, happy, uh, happy off season, I guess. And happy playoffs to everybody else. Happy playoffs, Alex. All right. Good luck. Later, man. Later.